0: I'm Michelle Schaefer, and you're listening to another episode of Sold Out Entrepreneur. I have a story to tell. I'm going to share how I went from a 16-year-old teen mom to millionaire, divorced with two kids, putting myself through school, and working multiple jobs just to make ends meet. The odds were certainly against me, but I never lost my hope, I never lost my faith, and I never lost my dream. I'm going to help you build your faith, have big dreams, and build big teams. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. Sold Out Entrepreneur, the podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you today, and I'm going to be talking about something that well, you've been hearing about this your whole life, and let's just get a real intentional and get down and dirty with it. This podcast today is going to be all about sowing into the lives of others. And, you know, we have, gosh, you've been hearing this your entire life. I'm sure of it. You reap what you sow. <laughs> you reap what you sow. Well, we're going to get, uh, we're going to really get into that today and talk about how you can be intentional. Uh, about sewing into the lives of others and um, how this really in all areas of your life but really I'm going to talk about it in your business and of course as always I like to share the biblical perspective because you know for those of you if you're new to my podcast and you maybe this is the first one you've ever listened to and you didn't listen to the about me one they've probably changed by the way. I'm sure that my maybe my voice even has changed in the way that I deliver content because now I've been podcasting for uh, over six months. I can't believe it. <laughs> I really do enjoy it and um, I hope you're enjoying it too. <laughs> uh, but I, in every podcast, I really like to share my s- spiritual perspective on life and business because my faith has been a major part of every decision I've ever made. It's been a major major catalyst in the growth that I've had personal growth, sp- obviously spiritual growth and the growth of me, my leadership in business. And so it's I would you know I wouldn't be being me if I wasn't sharing with you what um, I have learned and what the Bible has taught me, on each subject that I talk about. So we're going to for sure talk about that. <laughs> There's a lot of verses in the Bible about about the uh, the philosophy of reaping and sowing, reaping and sowing. And so I'm going to talk about the the first one here is out of the book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 and it it's pretty clear. It just says, "Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows." Pretty simple, right? the, you know, you've heard people talk about karma, right? I don't believe in karma, but I know that that is basically the philosophy of reaping what you sow. If you're, you know, you're terrible to people, then terrible things will happen, right? And in the opposite is true. If you're good, then good things will happen. Now, I don't necessarily believe that that is always the path, um, but I do believe in the philosophy of reaping and sowing. I also believe that we were born To add value to other people's lives by sowing into them, I believe that this is one of the things that God made us for. And so, when we are intentional about it, you know, when we're when we're really seeking to uh, purposefully add value, positive things to other people's lives, then I believe that we will be blessed. Right? So let's let's talk about uh, let's let's go into another verse here. There's a lot of them in, in the book of Proverbs. Here's Proverbs chapter 13 verse 18 says, "The person who ignores discipline comes to poverty and shame." Hmm. So, <laughs> and here's another one: the person who speaks rashly will come to ruin. That's chapter 13 verse three. It's it's really talking about you know being accountable to your actions being accountable to the things that you do and the things that you say. And the book of Galatians chapter six, verse nine, it says, let's not get tired of doing good for in the right time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. It's, it's really true. I've seen it in my own life and, uh, it's, it's an it's something that you have to be intentional with every single solitary day. Okay, so I'll just do another one really quickly. Proverbs chapter one verse thirty one: They will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. Hmm. <laughs> it really is kind of talking about two sides of the same coin. There, reaping into uh, your your own, uh, you know, sowing into your own life, and then and then living with the consequences of that. So how does that, how does that really look in business? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, whether you're in my profession, network marketing or direct selling or any profession, um, you, if you're a manager, if you are a business owner, if you are a parent, (laughs) maybe you are some type of a, of a leader in your organization or your church. Um, really you, you are to be adding value to people's lives and you are to be pouring into them sewing into them. And and here in, in my profession, direct selling, what that looks like and the way that I teach and train people is that as a leader, you, no matter what level you are, no matter where you're at in your actual success journey, you should always have somebody on your hip that you are mentoring and coaching. That's add, that You're adding value to their lives. Now, that is not to be Um, That is not to be mistaken for dragging people along (laughs) that are are not as committed as you, that are not as passionate as you, that are not excited about the business. That is a completely different (laughs) podcast. I definitely need to do one that talks about dragging people in the business. That'll wear you out faster than anything else. But pouring into, sowing into the lives of people that are wanting to be on this journey with you and, you know, working towards the same goals, that's something completely different. And as a leader in, in the profession of network marketing, I can tell you this, that, uh, one of the things that Bobby taught me a long, long time ago was, uh, about building leaders in my organization. Um, we, we happened to be in the downline of somebody years ago who his, his whole philosophy was there can only be one leader. There can only be one leader. And of course that was him. And what happened was as leaders were emerging, as they were developing because of partially because of his training, this, you know, the one leader, they left, they left the company and they left mad because, you know, when you have somebody who is a born leader or grows into a leader, they want nothing more than to lead their own organization as well. So one of the things that Bobby taught me when I first got started was, um, you know, to develop other people. You want to be replaced. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, right? Because in the traditional world, that's like the worst thing ever. <laughs> you get replaced, you're gone. But in the network marketing profession, it really turns that on its head because you, when when you are replaced, when you are developing leaders that can do exactly what you've done, you then have freedom. So at any given moment, no matter where you're at in your business, you should always have somebody on your hip that is following right in your footsteps and moving up the the ranks with you or even passes you. In network marketing, if you're with a good company with a good comp plan, it doesn't matter if somebody passes you in rank or in income. That should still be a massive benefit to you. Now, if you're not understanding this, <laughs> because um, if you're a brand new, you're brand new to the profession of network marketing, you don't totally understand how compensation plans work because um, there's, a, there's a variety of different ways that the direct selling profession pays. Uh, it's how that the phrase multi-level marketing came about. It, it wasn't because that was the name of the profession. Multi-level marketing is, is one of the ways that compensation can pay. So I want to urge you to uh download the three-part masterclass that Bobby and I did called Big Time Networker because I think it's um I think it's part 2 where we really we really talk about the different types of compensation plans and how they work and you know which ones are old and really not relevant anymore because the profession has really come of age and there are new and much better ways to get paid than some of these companies that are, you know, 25 years old, 30 years old, 50 years old and they created their compensation plans back when this profession was still in its infancy. So, I want to urge you to do that if if you're, you know, uncomfortable with it. But it in the, in a newer compensation plan in one that really is more fair, it 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 is it does not harm you in the least to have somebody pass you up you're still, you know, able to benefit greatly from, you know, the, the business that that leader is producing. So you should always be mentoring somebody to, you know, to take your place. And in a perfect world, you're, you know, moving up the ranks in your company, you're, you know, moving up the ranks in, uh, you know, yourself, achieving things, earning, you know, contest incentives and promotions and stuff like that. And you have hopefully more than one, but at least one person who is literally just right on your heels. They are, you know, they're one step behind you. This is how, this is sewing into other people's lives. In In the profession of network marketing, it creates such a beautiful model where you not only are incentivized financially to sew into people and teach them everything that you know, but I mean, I'll just speak personally. As I, I've been able to accomplish amazing things in this profession, and it's, it's always kind of this... Um, Anticlimactic <laughs> accomplishment. Like you hit a new rank or something and you're quietly at home watching the computer and you know, no confetti comes out of the ceiling. You know, no, no, you know, Ed McMahon's not knocking on the door handing me this giant check. Of course, you have those moments when you attend events and get incredible phone calls and and gifts and and things when the when the company does that. But the moment of it happening is usually kind of anticlimactic for you. But let me tell you this when somebody that I have mentored or worked with achieves a new rank, oh my gosh, the flood of emotion and joy and happiness and just, <laughs> I mean, c- complete and utter, just, I'm so humbled, I'm so, I'm happier for them than I ever was for myself accomplishing something and I had something happen really cool this year. We were doing a Zoom call uh, with a with a group of people in, in our business. And um, one of the girls that I've been mentoring was really close, literally like inches away from becoming a six-figure earner. And we knew it was going to happen and stuff. And this was, it, it was going to happen, you know, on this day, it was on a Sunday. And it happened like it the moment happened where it became official while we were on this Zoom call. So if you don't know what Zoom is, Zoom is basically like video conferencing technology where instead of, you know, talking to two or three people like a party line on the phone, you're doing it face to face and you can see each other on your computer. You can use devices as well. But we were sitting in my office on the computer and we had, I can't remember how many people were were actually on the Zoom, but I was wa- I kept refreshing my uh the app on my phone to wait for this moment when my dear friend <laughs> was going to accomplish this incredible goal and so I refreshed you know the app on my phone and it happened and I- I I immediately burst into tears. <laughs> everyone, everyone was looking at me like, what just happened? And I had to tell everybody. I said, I'm not sad. I'm unbelievably happy because, you know, my girlfriend just hit this amazing goal, this amazing rank. And they all got to watch <laughs> the moment that it happened. And I, I can tell you this for myself, you know, coming up on 15 years in the profession watching other people accomplish things helping them having a small playing a small role in their journey um is far more gratifying than any of the goals I've ever hit sowing into the lives of other people and you know watching them reap the rewards of their hard work is such an amazing reward for me um, as their partner in business. And so in, you know, for you, wherever you're at in your journey, um, I hope that you will just take that to heart. And i t- I tell people this and they don't really believe it because when you first start out, you yourself have such needs. I mean, nobody gets started in any type of a business if they don't, if they're not needing something, they're not trying to accomplish something, you know, more often than not, it's a financial need. You need that money so that whatever your reason is—to pay off debt, to create breathing room in your life, to bring a spouse home, to bring both spouses home—I mean, there's a there's a reason that you you know you you had a need and you were looking to start a business to fill a need. And so, in the beginning, when you first start off in the profession, and, and not me when I first started off in the profession, I had. It wasn't even on my radar. I had no intention. No, it was not something that I wanted to do to impact lives. Maybe like way down low on the on the list of needs, maybe that was there, you know, because I came from a background of being a hairdresser and I certainly loved how, you know, that tiny impact that I had on lives. Women would come into the salon, they would be like down and depressed and they would leave with a spring in their step because they felt great. They felt beautiful and they, you know, they would love that feel that boost that they got from getting their hair done. So I knew what it was like to have a tiny impact, but when I started in the profession, that's that was not the reason. I wasn't out there saying, "Oh, I just I want to help people." I was like, "I want to help me, man. <laughs> I want to impact my life and change my family's future. That was the only thing on my radar. And so for many people that I work with, you know, I share with them, you'll see, it's way more exciting when you're helping develop new leaders than it is for you. But until they experience it, it's just, you know, like it was for me. It's just, it's just talk. But watching other, sewing into the lives of other people and watching them accomplish things, (laughs) it's addicting. (laughs) As addicting as it is to to have freedom in your own life, and let me tell you this: freedom in your own life first. I mean, you've heard me say it a hundred times. We need to put the oxygen mask on ourselves. We have—that's where you have to start. I mean, <laughs> that's you—you you can't give from a dry well. I mean, it, it, you have to be overflowing, and before you can, you know, offer that. But when I got there myself, the only thing I could think about was, oh my gosh, other people need this too. <laughs> other people need this too. I want other people to experience what I'm experiencing. So uh it, it's really it's really a powerful thing. So let's let's talk about a couple let's go through a couple more verses here. Um here's out of the book of John, chapter 4, verse 36. Even now the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for the eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Psalm 106, three, uh, and four, how blessed are those who promote justice and do what is right all the time. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people, pay attention to me when you deliver. So he's David saying, Lord, I did good. <laughs> Don't forget about me. Here's another one, um, from, uh, Luke, the book of Luke chapter six, verse 38, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure, you use it, it will be measured back to you. And I wanted to bring this up since this is what I'm talking about. My husband, myself, my daughter, we all saw Tony Robbins this summer in person, which was, I just have to say, that is a man who was walking in his purpose. It's why he is so powerful. Um, I believe that is his God-given, I believe that's why he was created on the earth and he is walking in it. So powerful. Anyway, one of the things that he was talking about was giving. He said, if you want to see massive changes in your own life, start giving. (laughs) And even this verse, it says, whatever is given to you will be given back, (laughs) right? Here's another one. Proverbs 11, verse 24, one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. The next verse, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I mean, it's, you know, it's the the whole idea that you learn in church about tithing. And different churches have different, you know, I think 10% is kind of the like the general, the generalized number that you hear a lot of times in, in church, um, and you know this is this is not a message about <laughs> about tithing by any stretch of the imagination. I believe that's between you and the Lord. But I will tell you this: um, I, I believe that you know when when you hold on tight like that, specifically to finances, you are make, you're giving it power, and that is a dangerous place to be in. Because the power always, always lies at the foot of the cross with God, with Christ. And when you then give that power, that emotional, mental power to the money, it, things get really lopsided. They get really lopsided. So I've always kind of had this mentality of, you know, it, it's in my nature to give. It, it just, it's the way that God made me. It doesn't become difficult to me it's not like I have to really push myself to do it it's it is it's the way that God wanted me to be and I I just I feel amazing when I give I'd, I'd rather give than receive at any given moment and when you begin to become a person who practices that giving the financially maybe it's you know of your clothing in your closet or something then you you're, you're going to open some new um, some new places that God can then reward you because when he sees that you, that, that money doesn't have that power in your life, he can trust you with more. So there's, there's the verse in the Bible that says, you know, the, the root of all evil. Well, this let's, let's talk about this one for just a second, even though this is not the subject of this podcast, this is a verse that has been twisted around quite a lot. So what you've heard is money is the root of all evil, right? Right. You've heard that, right? Well, I'm going to read you the actual verse. For the love of money is the root of all evil. <laughs> People coveting money, right? It's not money is the root of all evil. It is the love of money. It's, it's taking money and making it the Lord of your life versus leaving the Lord as the head of your life and money being a tool that can be used to you know bless people's lives and and you know talk about using finances that's a huge and powerful way to sew into people's lives i I just remember um one time when I was a single mom and i had a um I had a lot of clients when I did hair, and I had this male client there was a husband and wife, and i didn't do his wife's hair but uh, I did his hair and but his wife was the sister of one of my really good friends. So I knew them. I knew their family, had been around them for a long time. Well, it was around Christmas time, and he came in one day and he dropped um a Christmas card on my desk. I said, Oh, thank you. You know, I just figured it's a Christmas card. You're getting Christmas cards from various people. And so later on I opened up the envelope and he said to me, I really felt like the Lord wanted me to do this. And it was a check for a thousand dollars. I immediately started crying at my station in the salon and the, the owner was, uh, her station was right next to me. She turned around and she goes, is everything okay? I said, oh my gosh, yes, I can't believe it. You know, I was just given a thousand dollar gift and you know, a thousand dollars is a lot of money and especially at that time. And here's how awesome God is. God knew that in a matter of a week, that money, that $1,000 was going to be the difference between me being okay and me not. I had no idea what was coming. And, uh, <laughs> what was coming was, uh, that I was going to be not at that salon and that thousand dollars was going to save me and my kids. You know, that couple, that family had been very successful in business and very blessed financially, which is why they were able to do something so miraculous for me. And, So I can just tell you this, I mean, there's, there are many ways to sow into other people's lives and and finances is one of the biggest ones. There's so many people in need out there. And you know, I, I just believe wholeheartedly that that is one of the ways that God really wants us to be able to bless other people that we can serve his people because of out of, out of the abundance that we have been blessed, we can then go and bless other people. And uh, I, I need to do some some talks, some conversations about about money, um, the the mentality behind money, especially money in Christians. There's a lot of really kind of messed up and, and wrong thinkings there when it comes specifically to money, and I think it stops people from uh, really achieving the things that maybe God even wanted them to achieve because they have this wrong thinking that you know money is the root of all evil. It's not the money. The money is not it. it, it, Money itself is not a thing. It doesn't have emotion. It's a tool. It's like a hammer or (laughs) a seatbelt. You know what I'm saying? It it just depends on how it is utilized and, and your mentality toward it. So, okay. Sorry. Off on a tangent. Okay. Let's, let's talk about, um, sowing seeds of, uh, uh, let's talk about your words the words that you're saying, because this, this is something that will affect you and other people around you. So let's look at the book of Proverbs again. We're going to talk about Proverbs chapter 13, verse three. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Yikes. It really is really true. I have watched over and over how people's words not only harm other people but then their lives just start to fall apart you know it's <laughs> ooh if you're sowing the wrong kind of words into people's lives and you should not be surprised to <laughs> reap a harvest of ruined relationships careless words it's really sad your mouth the things that you say and even if you're not saying it to the person, it, get ba- it gets back to them. I have talked a couple of times in a couple of podcasts about um, this, this year, 2017, and some of the trials and struggles that I have dealt with. And I've watched so much turmoil happen because of the things that people say. <laughs> Just literally, it's, it's like a destructive wildfire, the things that come out of your mouth. It's so important to be sowing words of encouragement it's so impor- important to be sowing you know love kindness it's so important to not be sowing negativity criticism uh you know gossip it it would that for that comes back I mean it's it's <laughs> it does it comes back to to haunt you, and it's super destructive. So you should be intentional and practicing daily your vocal skills (laughs) and sewing beautiful, positive words into not only other people, but your own mind and heart as well. Uh, You know me, I'm a bookworm. I'm always reading several, although I haven't picked up a book in a couple of days. It's been very busy over here as we close down 2017. But um, you've heard of this book, right? by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's a super old book. I think it was originally published in let's see, 1930 something, 1936. And so it's been around for a long time. I've heard people talk about it for years and reference it, and I picked it up uh, the other day cuz you know, it's been a it's been an interesting year for me of growth, and I just I know that when when God allows things to happen, it's because he's ready to take you to a new place. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to submit myself to this process. And, uh, you know, of course, pick up books and start reading, <laughs> which is what I did. A lot of books. But so I picked up this book. And the first couple of chapters, I mean, it's just amazing. The first couple of chapters here, he is talking about, you know, he's talking about te- techniques. Um, to, to be, to have better people skills is really what he's talking about to have better people skills. And one of the things he talks about is giving sincere and honest appreciation to people. That's, I mean, that seems kind of like, like a no brainer, right? Um, but the very, very first thing he says in this book, the very first principle is do not criticize, condemn, or complain sounds easy, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's it's a lot harder than you think because we live in a world that uh, where people are addicted. They're addicted to complaining, to complaining and condemning. Oh my gosh, just go on social media. Literally, it is it all every other post is somebody condemning something or someone else, politics, TV. I mean, it's just crazy. So, you know, don't criticize or condemn. And, you know, when it comes to your business, and just full transparency here. Um, I, it is a, a skill that I've had to learn over the years because my, you know, my forceful nature and my, you know, kind of my way or the highway mentality when I first started this profession really, um, was, I just believe that the way that I did it was the way. And so I, it was very easy for me to criticize and condemn other styles and, but as I have grown in, you know, just myself, my business, my leadership, um, I have learned all too well that is just when it comes to developing and maintaining relationships, especially in business, um, you're much better off to choose your conversations, your words very, very wisely and not to condemn, not to uh, criticize. It really, people are so, criticism is so hard. And I just saw something the other day, people were post, somebody posted something about the phrase constructive criticism. And, and the thing is it, anything that's critical is, is harming to people. If it's any type of a criticism and so, you know, if you're trying to help instruct, coach people, that's one thing. But but to constructively criticize them, in my opinion, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> you can't be constructive while you're criticizing. Oh my goodness. So many great things that I have been privy to learn this year. <laughs> ah! If you ever are looking to grow... In any area of your life, be prepared <laughs> because growth comes on the heel of trials <laughs> and situations and things. That's just the way that God works. He, you ask him for growth and development and he gives you the opportunity to grow and develop. <laughs> and you know, again, going back to the subject of this podcast, sowing into other people, literally it is the best investment you will ever make. Is people investing in people, pouring into people, sowing into their lives is the best investment you could ever make. And you know, you always reap more than you sow, whatever side of the fence you're on. If it's unconstructive, you're, you're gonna reap negatively more than you sowed, and if it's constructive and positive, you are going to reap more than you sow. And you know, it's just again, one of those things you it's just a discipline that you learn and teach yourself every day by being intentional uh, with yourself, your life and with the lives of those around you. I as a parent it has been easier and easier for me to have grace to other people because when you're when your children grow up and they're adults and you see, you know what I mean, their their personality traits as adult human beings and they're flawed, just like I'm flawed and you're flawed. <laughs> you're flawed. I don't know if anybody ever told you that. <laughs> I mean, we're, nobody's perfect, right? We all have our things and things that need to grow and we need to work on. But as I have uh, you know, raised my children, now I have two adult children and I see them as adult people, not just my babies, and look in their eyes and see their little four-year-old faces are so cute. But I see them as full-grown adults and I see the, the things in them that I see need to grow and shift and change. It has b- enabled me to have so much more grace just for other people because I think, okay, I hope people will have grace with my children and the things that, you know what I mean, happen. And you're talking to somebody who is somebody else's child, mother, brother, sister, father, father right and so it just has enabled me to to be so much more gracious with people and because i so clearly see my own growth my flaws the things i need to continue to work on the things that i look back and think gosh i would never do that now because of how much i've grown and changed it it enables me to just pour grace on situations and forgive and forgive and to you know just listen, we're going to let that ride. I'm not going to hold it against you. You know, I'm able to move forward, um, you know, let's, and, and not continue to, to hold a grudge or hold on to something from the past that happened. Now, I say that with a little disclaimer that, that also, you know, that mentality, having grace toward others and forgiveness is not a license to be a doormat. When people show you who they are, believe them. So much easier said than done. (laughs) And there is offering somebody grace and forgiveness does not mean you're allowing them to continue to treat you badly. And it is something I have had to learn over the years, that, that delicate balance, especially in business. Because here's the thing, you're going to work with people that are totally different from you. They're going to have different belief systems. They're going to have different political views. They're going to have different you know, spiritual backgrounds, they're every they're going to be super different from you. But to be successful in business, you need to be able to develop relationships with everybody. <laughs> every different type of person. You know, as a good leader, you can lead anybody. And, you know, that doesn't mean that they they are willing to be coached or willing to be led, but you have the ability to do that because of who you are as a leader. But that again, that does not mean that you allow, um, you know, cruel treatment, cruel behavior, somebody who is being abusive to you. None of that, that, that is, those are two completely separate things. Offering grace and forgiveness for people's humanity (laughs) and their, their imperfectness and their, their growth journey is different than continuing to allow somebody to be abusive, to victimize you or to, you know, just generally be a, be cruel or be a bully. Those are two completely separate things. And I'm not endorsing the latter, <laughs> but I am saying offer grace, allow people the opportunity to make mistakes, learn from them and grow because that's what you hope they do with you, right? So into the lives of as many people as you can be so unbelievably generous be so unbelievably optimistic (laughs) and so positive that it's actually annoying. (laughs) Oh goodness. It's so wonderful. This whole, um, this whole philosophy, the whole principle of reaping and sowing and just look at it in your own life. If you're, if you don't believe me, kind of look back into your own life and see, you know, where you have poured into something positively or negatively and what you got out of it. (laughs) <laughs> you'll see it's true. <laughs> it's a real, it's a real, real thing. And you can start today. As soon as you're done listening to this podcast, you can literally start today by sowing into the right things, sowing into, you know, sowing love into people, positivity into people, being generous with people. Um, you know what I mean? You can start right now as soon as you're done with this podcast and the podcast is done. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this podcast today. I certainly enjoy sharing with you. And even more than that, I enjoy hearing from you. So please reach out. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, both as Sold Out Entrepreneur. They have their own Instagram and Facebook pages. And just me. You can find me on both uh, Facebook and Instagram. My Instagram handle, my personal one is Bobby and Michelle. And speaking of Bobby and Michelle, we just launched our brand new website. It's bobbyandmichelle.com, B-O-B-B-Y. And there you can find a whole bunch of stuff. My podcasts are there. You can have access to Big Time Networker, which is our three-part masterclass that I talked about earlier in the podcast. Um, You can learn a little bit about us. And it's just a beautiful new site that we're super excited about. So I hope you can connect with us there and just keep the conversation going. I love, love to hear from you. I love to hear your feedback on the podcast. And by the way, if you have not done so, it, I would so appreciate it if you would rate and review the podcast. It really helps me. It really helps me to know um, how many lives I'm impacting and it's just great for the podcast in general. You know, I'm still new to this. <laughs> I'm still new to it. And I'm, I'm still surprised at how many people don't even know anything about podcasts. They've never listened to one. They don't get it. They don't know what it is. There's, this podcasting thing, is it's, it's a whole world of its own. I'm so glad I got to learn about it this year and be a part of it. I appreciate you. I hope you have an amazing week. Until next time.